All right, go ahead. We're good now. Okay. Now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, this is Art Heart Cosplay, and welcome to the Blurred View. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, and you are tuned into another Blur View session. And tonight we have on the show Miss Art Hard Cosplay. Hello. How you doing, <laughs> sweetheart? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, good. I appreciate you coming on the show this Friday evening. It's a pleasure Not to have you. Um, <laughs> we recently met at MamaCon, and you were actually in civilian clothes. As yeah, civilian clothes is the term. Uh, on that, it was like the last day of MamaCon. Yeah, you were walking around with your friends. Um, but yeah. yeah, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate you, you know, I asked you for the interview. I appreciate you reciprocating that. That means a lot to me. Thank you for coming on the show today. Not a problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, of course. Of course. So, um, so let's, 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 uh, let's shoot the shit a little bit. Let's, uh, let's, let's talk shop. Let's, let's have our viewers get to know you. So we're going to talk, we're going to, you, cause you have a wide range. You do cosplay, you do lewds, you're, uh, you're, you're a graduated artist. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, let's talk shop. So first and foremost, um, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. That's good. It's a great day. I love, yeah. the, I love the enthusiasm. I'm down. For yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so what got you, what got you into being a nerd? What was that first? No shit. This wow. is me. And this is me for the rest of my life. What was that? Okay. For? So, all right. So. There was inklings of it when I kept on rewatching the same Sailor Moon video um, that my dad rented for me at um, Blockbuster. So there was inklings of it. So I like dappled into it when I was like five. And then I like kind of put it away and brushed it to the side. And then it wasn't until I was 10 years old that I actually uh got fell in love with my first fandom and that was sonic the hedgehog and the way the way i got into sonic the hedgehog is uh ironically um i watched sonic x on poor kids tv and um from there it slowly was a down downward hill towards you know all this nerd culture um being more involved in that you know uh was Sonic my first video game? They, yeah, he might have. He was probably one of my first few video games. And then um, I had a DeviantArt. That was a whole thing. I was one of those nerds where I had a DeviantArt. And, you know, I was heavily invested in that in high school. And then I went to an art school that had a big um, population of nerds of different fandoms and groups. And, you know, I kind of, that's kind of how it started. Really, it started for me through Sonic the Hedgehog. That was my first fandom. <laughs> so, what what is it that so? I know you say you do art, and it was Sonic the Hedgehog. So, like, does that come from a video game aspect, or, or was it just a cartoon? Or you know, did you branch off from there? Like, you know, what was you know what was okay. that? All right, cool. So, okay, Sonic the Hedgehog. When I first watched Sonic X, I fell in love with the character Amy Rose which honestly was a really bad interpretation of that character. Um, <laughs> which I, I fell in love with her because, you know, she had, like, this giant pig camera and she was, like, kicking ass and everything. And But, like, I could kind of relate because she was, like, sort of obsessed with Sonic. And, I, you know, I, I've kind of been in those situations before for, like, a young 10-year-old. So, like, it started <laughs> with that. 
But then through Sonic the Hedgehog, I actually started drawing. And I didn't start drawing like until I was 13 years old. And when I first started drawing, I was actually drawing like Sonic, like most of the time. Mm. And it was like, it was like bad Sonic. It wasn't even like original characters from the actual franchise. It was like Sonic OCs. And then obviously from there, you know, you get a deviant art. And <laughs> Uh, there that there was like around that time which was around like 2006 to 2008 there was like a plethora of like that type of audience and so you know I dappled into that and you know uh like I said like through Sonic the Hedgehog um I started drawing um and through drawing I gained an interest in like other uh different aspects of nerd culture such as uh anime and video games um I want to say drawing a lot of Sonic was actually like the foundation blocks for me being the artist that I am today, because from there I kind of learned how to be more observing and analyzing certain like figures and forms. But uh, for the most part, the way Sonic, you know, introduced me into nerd culture was, you know, through me just drawing it a lot when I was younger. So this, so I know you say you draw, did Sonic inspire your drawing or did you draw before Sonic? Sonic inspired my drawing. Like I drew, I drew casually before Sonic. Again, this was like when I was 13. Yeah. I drew casually before Sonic. Like I doodle here and there. And I think I did like my first like serious drawing when I was like eight or nine, but I, it was like of a Neopets fairy Mm -hmm. and Princess Peach. But, like, I wasn't patient enough to, like, stick with it. So I was like, whatever, I'm going to go play with Barbie. So that's what I did. <laughs> but then, like, but then, like, but then, like, um, as I got older, especially when I was 10, I noticed that all my friends were picking up different hobbies. Like, they were all either athletic or musically inclined or, you know, really, really smart. And I was not none of those at all. And I, like, was trying to find out where I could fit in without being judged because I knew I wasn't good in any of those areas or I felt like I wasn't good in any of those areas. So like when I was 13 years old, you know, I started looking into doing art and I actually like went and I looked at like a bunch of fan art and different types of artists first. And then I think I went on DeviantArt and I saw like my first, like, you know, real piece of fan art that like inspired me. And I was like, wow, I really wish I could do this. And so um, from there, I basically, you know, started drawing and it was very scary for me, Um, but I did it anyway. Um, I actually hid all of my stuff from my parents and my family because I was afraid that if they were to say like, this is awful or this is bad or you shouldn't do this, this is terrible. Like, you know, I would just quit because my, my ego was so fragile when I was younger. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So I would like hide all of my drawings and my family members would be like, what is Lexi doing? Why is she hiding all of her drawings all the time? What's going on? And then it wasn't until I was like 17 years old and I was like in an advanced art class, like art three, and that they realized that I could draw really well. And I was like, yeah, this is, what I've been doing this whole time. I've just been doing art, you know? Hmm. Um, so yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so what got you, what got you into cosplay? Or was that I mean, also Sonic? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. So like around the time that I was 10, which is when I like first got into Sonic, 
Um, I really did like dressing up. I enjoyed dressing up a lot. And I remember going on the, I don't know if you remember this website, but buy costumes online. It was like this Halloween, you know, wholesale website. And I'd go on there and I'd look at the costumes and I was like, wow, this is really, really cool. Like, this is really awesome. And then like, you know, I was young and innocent. So I'd look at the adult costumes and I'd be like, what is this? This is not appropriate. (laughs) 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 And like, that's like, I've always enjoyed dress up. Um, and I've always enjoyed, like in the back of my mind, I've always enjoyed like putting stuff together. I remember me and my best friend, when I was younger, we'd like draw little fashion, like little fashion clothes, like mm. little clothes that we design ourselves. So uh, we never sewed them, but like we drew them and we thought it was cool. And, uh, you know, um, like, I think that's what really introduced me to, into cosplay because then as I started diving more and more into nerd culture um, around like 10, 13 years old, I was like, wow, like these characters, outside of Sonic the Hedgehog, these characters outside of Sonic the Hedgehog, like, you know, for Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, um, Tekken, Soul Calibur, you know, they all look really, really cool, you know? And wow, I wish I could dress up like them. But then um, in the back of my mind, I was like, but I'm not their skin tone. And I Mm. felt around that time, cosplay was like, just kind of starting to creep up to the surface. Like it was just starting to become a thing. So like, Finding another black cosplayer that was doing like doing that uh, was really hard, you know, and it seemed like kind of taboo back in the day, yeah. which it really shouldn't have been. But like, you know, it seemed kind of taboo and it was either, you know, any black cosplayer was kind of like a butt of a joke. So like I felt like I couldn't cosplay. I actually remember one time when I was like nine years old my camp had a costume day and I went as legally blonde and everybody laughed at me and I didn't understand why. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized that the reason why they were laughing at me was because legally blonde is a white woman. And I was dressing up as uh, a character that was white and I was a black girl uh, that did not have blonde hair or blue eyes. And um, it like, it just, you know, I was the butt of the joke. So, like, when I first got into cosplay, it was, like, really terrifying for me because, again, um, there wasn't a lot of us out there. And I want to say it wasn't until people started giving us a chance. And the person that really, like, inspired me to get into cosplay was uh, K-Bear because I saw her stuff and I saw how well done it was and how professional it looked and how clean it looked as well. And um, I was like, wow, she's doing a really jo- really good job. She's cosplaying whoever the, the heck she wants to. And she, uh, you know, is being taken seriously as a cosplayer, you know? Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, Black cosplayers are going to get hate because they're not the color of the character. But, you know, like, she's doing the damn thing. And I feel like if she can do it, then maybe I can do it too. And so... What made me really want to get into cosplay is like this emergence of, you know, cosplaying while black, 28 days of cosplay and seeing like the community being more open to cosplayers of color because knowing how I am as a person and how insecure I can be, if it was like early 2005 and 2006 
2011 and I was trying to cosplay, I would be very, very insecure about it. Hmm. So um, I felt like what got me into cosplay is just seeing a ton of other cosplayers of color being given a chance, um, you know, putting out really good work. And so that's what made me really get interested into cosplay. I was talking to um, uh, Misa Hime on Facebook yesterday. Um, And yesterday would be the... For those who are going to tune in after this interview is posted, yesterday being the 21st um, of June, um, I was talking to her because she's been a victim lately of a lot of racial hate toward her cosplay. I don't know if you heard, um, but uh, a Russian cosplayer cosplayed as uh, Koji, which is an anime character, and uh, Mizuhime was like, oh, I love it. I love this character. You don't see too many characters cos, you know, too many people cosplaying this character. And she posted her cosplay, you know, just to show like love and support and appreciation for the character. And the Russian cosplayer uh, told her that she couldn't cosplay as uh, Kyoji because um, she wasn't pale, and therefore the cosplay wasn't beautiful. And then went oh, on, to, and then went, no. on, yeah, and then went on to call Misa Hime the nigga Koji. Oh yeah. no! This and, is the Russian. Yeah, the lady? Russian called. The Russian called. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, what are you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and so like it's been, and then the day, and then the next day after the after black cosplay community rallied to her side, he may side. Somebody in her reviews wrote, um, drew a picture of her with a big nose, big lips, buck teeth, and you know, cosplayers for everyone and shit. And, uh, and you can find it on my page on Instagram, on my oh, uh, regular feed. But yeah, and, and an East Coast cosplay told me um, that it would have been a Chilean uh, guy. Let me get this right. Yeah, um, it had been somebody from, yeah, Cosplay East Coast said that the same person put that on their Facebook page. And that it was from, it was a kid from Chile, uh, Chile who was putting it out on all the cosplay social media outlets. And that Oof. cosplay East Coast had to block eight profiles because this person had made multiple profiles and sending them sending people DMs of that same picture. Um, wow. Yeah. And Misa Hime said that the same thing happened to her four years prior that, she, you know, four years ago she was she was cosplaying as something uh, as another character that wasn't obviously originally black and she got shut down for it real bad and that was before the cosplay community was as strong as it is now and she actually stopped cosplaying. Oh, um, no. Yeah, she actually felt so discouraged that she stopped. Have you ever felt so discouraged? Have you ever been put in that kind of an incident where you just said, fuck it, I'm done? Uh, not something as serious as that. I've heard stories of that happening. Um, and I think it's because I came in like much later, like when there were more, you know, cosplayers of color that would come to other cosplayers of color's sides and be like, hey, stop that. You know, I'm not, it hasn't been that bad. I'd want to say that, you know, discouraging things that have happened have been like more internal and have happened like within the community and like the more toxic parts. Um, you know, I've heard, like, the in the community, people can be, like, very, uh, you know, 
anal about girls who do lewds as cosplay and then claim that they're writing it off as cosplay and they can be very anal about you know people who make their cosplay versus people who just kind of buy their cosplay so i've been on you know the end of the stick with that Mm -hmm. uh like the like internal like petty bs of the cosplay community that's like come on guys stop but i've never had like some not yet at least i've never had like some real like serious hate that you know oh she's not a black character so you shouldn't be cosplaying her um i want to say the closest thing to that is when i was in college and i wanted to cosplay tanya from mortal kombat and um one of the white guys that I was talking with was like, oh, you'd make a really good female Jax cosplay. And I was like, no, man, I want to cosplay Tanya from Mortal Kombat. But like, um, that's like the the worst of it. I've never had like uh, something that awful happen to me. Uh, not yet. Maybe there was a comment that someone posted underneath a picture someone shared of me and they were like i'm not into black girls but like which sucks well it doesn't suck like it's good but like it's kind of terrifying because i feel like i'm jinxing myself and people are gonna be like oh her cosplay sucks because she's black but like yeah not not yet not yet but i feel it coming and i i'm fully prepared for it if it happens but um as of right now i've been kind of under the radar with that stuff. Again, a lot of like the discouraging things that have happened um, that makes me not want to cosplay has really been with me like battling with my own insecurities and like really like toxic situations that happen that can happen within the community as far as like people being petty and stuff. But that's it. So on that petty notion, you're an artist, you appreciate art in all its forms. Do you feel like, and because cosplay is an art, do you feel like it matters whether the costume is store-bought or or created? Do you still feel like the art is represented regardless of where the costume comes from? Really? Um, okay, so with that being said, that really depends on what you're trying to do and what you're going for. Like, oof. So, <laughs> so um, I feel as if, if you're just cosplaying for the fun of it, right, and you want your costume to look really, really good, then it's perfectly okay to buy your costume, have it tailored, or have, like, commission your costume, um, and, you know, go from there. Uh, But if you are trying to enter into a competition, um, then I think that building and crafting the cosplay uh, as much as you can, completely from scratch, might be... um, ideal or it should be ideal because again you're going up in 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 a competition where um you know it's you're being judged by your craftsmanship and the quality of artwork you put out there so it really depends on what cosplay means for you so if it means that you know you're just trying to have fun at a convention and you know you want to you know take pictures with your friends then i think store-bought is perfectly okay store-bought uh custom commissions, I think that's fine. But when you're like entering into a competition, um, I feel like that's a bad idea and you should try and build the costume completely to the best of your ability. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, I know for me, 
I try to build all of my costumes from scratch, but obviously, like, I I suck at sewing. So if I need pants for a costume, I'm probably going to go on Amazon and buy some pants and fabricate them. Um, I've done that plenty of times before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and there's no shame in my game. Like, um, I'm learning. Uh, so this is probably the best way to learn. Um, and I really think that when people do judge individuals who buy their costumes and commission their costumes. Um, it's a very like pretentious and elitist mindset to have. And it's really taking the fun out of what cosplay actually is. Um, so also, you know, you could just, you know, be really interested in the modeling and photography aspect. And if that's the case, if you're just interested in doing that and you know, you suck at putting costumes together and building costumes, there's, Again, there's nothing wrong. I feel like there's nothing wrong with you buying your own costumes and getting them commissioned. Um, the only time I feel like it's wrong is when you're competing with a group of individuals who have actually made their costumes from scratch. Because, you know, again, that's like what that arena is judged on, making things from scratch. But that's like the only time. Outside of that, I think it's fine. Like if you want to buy it or if you want to make it, it's completely your business. If you want to do a little bit of both, that's completely your business as well. So, so, yeah. so have you ever seen somebody do that? Like actually bring a store-bought cosplay to a cosplay contest? I've not, I've actually not sat through a lot of cosplay contests. I've sat through a few, so I've never seen that myself. Um, I don't know anybody who has, but I have, from what I understand, like if you do that they, you and they find out you are probably disqualified. But again, that's like from from what I've heard. Uh, so don't don't take me on that. Like, <laughs> like don't vouch me on that or anything. But um, no, I haven't I haven't seen that personally. Uh, so so <clears throat> why do you think people are that petty? Why do you think it matters to people like that? You're you know that you cosplay characters of your skin tone or that you know, you make instead of store-bought? Like, why, where, do, where do you think these ideas come from? Why do you think people feel the way they do about cosplay? Because truthfully, if we're being 100% honest with each other, uh, all derogatory terms aside, we're a bunch of nerds playing dress-up. Yeah, that's how I feel, too. <laughs> that's, no, I'm dead-ass. That's exactly how I feel. And so whenever I hear, like, petty BS that goes on within the cosplay community, I'm just like, why, though? Why? Like, okay, this is funny, because... Like, I'm a furry, right? I don't fursuit, right? <laughs> but I'm a furry, and I enjoy, like, furry stuff. Wait, I'm not, wait, wait, I'm wait, not wait, 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 wait. Like, that's, that's, that's oh, who I am. No. I'm not, like, I'm not, like, deep, I'm not, like, deep into the fandom, like, fursuiting and all of that, and, like, but, you know, like, I think the artwork is pretty awesome, and I have a couple of friends who are, like, casually into that, too. But, like, I get really annoyed when people get, like, like, feel some type of way, especially, uh, um, yeah, I get really annoyed when people like feel some type of way about furries because, um, it's like, we're all dressing up. We all play dress up. It's fine. Like, let's just all get along. But that that's, that's kind of how I feel about like nerd culture in general. We're all just a bunch of nerds doing like, you know, our own thing. I do think that the reason why people get so petty over like skin tone and, um, craftsmanship is because like um two reasons 
I feel like anybody who's like heavily involved in a fandom at all, uh, it can get a little toxic and they can get a little too deep in it. And I, I know that people get like really attached to certain characters. And so when they feel like their character is being represented in real life, they want to make sure that it's as accurate as possible because they feel like they're close to that character in some way. That's, that's my interpretation of it. You can, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, so when people see, you know, a Jinx cosplay done by somebody who is not super pale, somebody who's darker skinned, or somebody who isn't super skinny, they feel some type of way and they're complete assholes about it because, you know, that's their character that they made in League of Legends. And, you know, like, that's the character that they, um, you know, enjoy a lot. And, you know, if they... Like, how dare they disrespect that character that they're so passionate about? And it's just like, dude, calm down, relax. Like, everybody's trying to have fun. I feel like people who are, like, super petty about the craftsmanship of cosplay probably thrives from the amount of work that individuals do put into cosplay compared to the amount of work that other individuals do not put into cosplay. Um the way I could kind of see it as is like doing artwork, like drawing. Um, you'd feel some type of way if somebody was taking some sort of artwork and claiming it as their own, like if they got a commission from somebody and claiming it as their own custom, like art. Right. But um, because, you know, you're out here like drawing it yourself and designing it yourself. And it takes a lot of more, a lot more creative power. And, you know, you'd probably feel some type of way if the person who just, like, commissioned this art piece for them is um, getting, you know, more notoriety for what they're doing. And, you know, you're over here just doing your own thing, you know, just drawing everything from scratch and you don't get any, you know, feedback from it. Um, I think that could have something to do with it as well. But for the most part, like, I feel as if... Um, um, the cosplay community, the reason why people can be really petty over skin tone and craftsmanship and other aspects of that is probably because, you know, people get really attached to those characters and people also, you know, put a lot of time and effort into their cosplays and, you know, they kind of d develop like this sort of, they can kind of develop this sort of elitist mindset if you're not careful. Uh, to piggyback off of the skin tone concept, I mean, you can also correct me if I'm wrong if I say this, but I feel like the cosplay community in some ways, especially now, is still very, very racist and it's very exclusive and it's only like it's not. It's slowly starting to open up to darker skinned people and people of color, but it's mainly focused on. Asian and and white people and that's it people who you know remote like can have a better opportunity of depicting an accurate co costume of a, a said character no and so, I, I I agree not to cut you off I agree with that because I've, yeah. I've been preaching all week that the reason why people are more racist like I was telling people like I was telling people just in the uh Mizuhime, interview I was telling people I've been telling people uh, with the hashtag black cosplayer here I've been telling people for the last two weeks now. Like, you have to understand, when a person is racist to you in real life, it's based on old hatred and, and false stereotypes. So if somebody walking down the street wants to stereotype you and say, oh, you like watermelon, fried chicken, and grape juice, and all that other shit, mm -hmm. 
you know, it's just, it's, it's false pretenses. Now, when somebody is racist towards you in the cosplay or in the nerd community, they can actually justify their hatred based on canon. Yeah. Because they're yeah. like, well, that they can legitimately say this character is not black, so it doesn't look right on you. You don't you don't look right as that character because that character is not black. And the thing is, they can pull up the comic book, they can pull up the manga, the anime, the source material, and show mm-hmm. you face. They show you to your face that that character legitimately is not black, and it gives them justification to be racist because they can back it up with canon, and that's the problem. But then that, that's another, here's the problem with that. Okay, like, none of those characters are real. Facts. None of them are real. Unless exactly. you're cosplaying, like, freaking, like, Martin Luther King or Marilyn Monroe or, you know, Reese Withers, none of those characters are real. So, like, again, yeah, they might be depicted as, you know, a white person, but you have to understand that they are fictional characters, which means, in my opinion, that they're open to any form of interpretation. You know, there isn't a copyrighted law saying that you can't cosplay this character because you're not the skin color. So with that being said, since it's a fictitious character, and for the most part, we're all cosplaying characters that aren't real, we we shouldn't, you know, racist people shouldn't have that mindset. But again, racist people are trash, so... Um, and I wouldn't give racist people a pass on that either. Like, I get what you're coming, where you're coming from. No, I understand. Yeah. That's, a, that's a very, like, that's a very rational thought to have. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they're, none of them are real, you know? Like, no one is ever going to accurately depict a, a good cosplay of said character. Like Catwoman, for example. Okay? One reason why is because... Catwoman has been around for, like, ages, right? 75 and, years. Huh? It's about 75, 76 years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay? And there was no one artist working on the same exact issue that has, or the same exact um, comic that has Catwoman in it. Catwoman's face, I bet you 100%, has changed over time, like, constantly, because different artists draw her in a different way. So to be like, you know, that's not an accurate cosplay because you're black and this care and Catwoman's white or, you know, this character's white is dumb because then you could take it further and be like, well, no, this isn't an accurate cosplay because this character, this person who's cosplaying the character that's white, you know, has thin lips. And in this issue of Catwoman, you know, she has nice full lips, you know? Or, like, this person's too skinny to cosplay Catwoman. And, you know, Adam Hughes draws her really thick and voluptuous. Like, it's just a really dumb argument to have. Because no one is ever going to accurately depict a character. You can come pretty damn close, but you're never going to accurately depict them. That's just my opinion. And the craziest thing is, one of the the first actor to play Catwoman, if I'm not... Was an Afro-Latina, yes. And yes. so you could, and so when people cosplay the purple Catwoman suit from the 1960s Batman, and they're not black or Afro Latina or Latina, they're in a racist mindset. They're wrong because that character was black, and a lot of people don't know that. A lot of people a don't lot of realize. People don't, but they like, just see again, Catwoman. People who are racist, they don't think that way. They're trash. But they just they they pass over that. They do anything to, like, validate their racism. 
Um, and it's like it with, is, it it's like with the you didn't go to Colossal Con, did you? No, but I know exactly what happened at yeah. Colossal Con. So, I've been on Twitter, and it's like the it's like the uh, it's like the photographers that wanted shots of Princess Allura and Princess. I'm watching Voltron. I've been watching. I've, I'm binge watching Voltron with my daughter. My it's daughter a good is. Show. Oh yeah, Voltron is oh it has yeah. me in my feels. But yeah. <laughs> Voltron, but my daughter is the exact same complexion as Princess Alora. But yeah. in Colossalcon, they wanted pictures of white cosplayers as Alora, even though Alora no. is clearly no. black. <laughs> clearly black. Clearly no. black. Clearly she, like there's not there's nothing in the world that could make me think she's anything but black. But then you know what people will say? Well, she's an alien and it's hard to tell. But no, were... no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I used to be like that, too. I used to... What was the character that... There was some character. I think it might have been Katara or somebody from um, Avatar. And I was like, wow, she's a dark-skinned character. Awesome. But she's not African-American. But the, it's like, at this point now, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like, she's a dark-skinned character. She's We're taking it. Represented on television. That's all We're taking that matters. It. That's all that matters. We're taking it. We're taking and, it. And not only that, she's 2D. So are we... The live-action interpretation of... Uh, Avatar was trash, so but like if there ever is ever another one, we don't know exactly how she's going to look like in that um in that universe or in that world. So like for us to just go ahead and be like, oh, you know, um <laughs> she's not really black, like it's complete bull bullshit. Like someone said that about Storm too. Like I think I read on Reddit where like a comic book some neckbeard was like arguing and saying that Storm is not black. She's not African American because she's from Egypt, and like is not Egypt in Africa. I know. I was like, huh? what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, 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 are you? Is this really what you're trying to say? Like, Egypt, like anything to discredit her blackness, which I think is fascinating and stupid. You know, like stupid and fascinating because it's like, why, why can't you just let people of color have this why can't you just let this happen why can't you as a you know white american slash non-poc just let this happen you know let people because allura is a black she is a black lady you know she might not be african-american but holy shit we're in the future so like you know who knows where that's going like anybody like you know but she's an alien like but like still it's just kind of like that BS that goes on is really stupid, especially when you talk about Colossal Con, because me and my um, photographer, Bertonius, we were talking, and um, I was basically telling him that apparently what happened is that a lot of photographers, like, people of color who were cosplaying at Colossal Con would ask photographers for um, pictures, and the photographers would literally, like, dead ass just shoot him down and be like i'm sorry but you don't want to adhere to the aesthetic that i'm going for and like wow my bertonius was like that's complete bullshit you're a shitty ass photographer if you say that because if you were a great photographer you'd make any given person that you take a picture of fit your aesthetic and i'm like you are totally right like how are like (laughs) like i rather someone just say to my face i don't want to shoot you because you're black. black. Yeah. yeah. And then just like come at me with this bullshit and be like, I don't want to shoot you because you don't adhere to my set. Like, nigga, what is this? 
shoot, like you're not shooting for Tom Ford. Like get the fuck out of here. Like calm down. Like you are not. Like you are at a convention where you know you're in a community where allegedly we're here to express ourselves and be individual and unique, and you are not even open to the idea of representing different forms of uniqueness and individuality like what type of that is so bullshit like that shit just gets me so upset because it's just like it's just like you know you want to cosplay is supposed to be like the 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 label or the the message of like inclusivity and like having everyone be a part of something and you know be a part of like this this fun hobby and anyone could do it but then when you have photographers and people in the community that are like blatantly racist or photographers that are quote unquote turning down POC cosplayers because they don't fit their aesthetic like it's like what are you really trying to say like you only want it to be a representation of individuality on your terms but you don't want it to be on everyone else's terms because if that was the case you'd be shooting plus size cosplayers you'd be shooting POC cosplayers, you know, you'd be shooting disabled cosplayers, you'd be shooting all different types of cosplayers. You wouldn't be just shooting like the, the same, you know, well-known white slash Asian cosplayers that have a lot of clout. Like that's just, and that sounds awful, but it's like the truth. Like it is what it is. And, you know, maybe some of them do it because it'll help people. It'll get better business that way. If they, you know, shot a well-known cosplayer but still at the same time you got to give everybody a chance and I, I just don't think that's okay and I think when you know you have people like that in the community that kind of enable that um mindset it allows and enforces the mindsets of people who make all those mean and racist comments and it enables them to be like oh hey you can't cost play this character because you're black it allows people to you know troll that cosplayer that you told me about uh what's her name misa hime misa hime it, it allows people to troll her and you know keep on you know putting like sending like hate fan art of her everywhere you know because you yourself aren't taking the responsibility of being inclusive and welcoming like a bunch of other different types of cosplayers into the community you're just enabling that behavior and then when you sit there and you twiddle your thumbs when shit like that is happening and when you're not, you know, coming to the aid, our um, black cosplayers aids and being like, hey, this is fucked up. Stop it. You know, what are like, what are you saying? You don't care. Obviously, you don't care because it's not going to do you any good, maybe, but you should do it anyway. Like, <laughs> like you, you should you should do it and you should, you know, represent all types of cosplayers if you can when, and you should like absolutely because like if that's if you're trying to adhere to the message of cosplay is for everyone you literally can't turn down certain cosplayers because they don't fit your look okay or- but and let's talk about that for a second because the cosplay is for everyone all right that's been dubbed as the all lives matter blanket statement for cosplayers whenever um whenever there's something going on in the cosplay community a lot of non-poc cosplayers will put that as their blanket statement to quote-unquote stand up for poc cosplayers when they're being oppressed but do you feel like that's enough no no you know what would be enough like honestly 
dead ass what would be enough is if you like went out of your way to share cosplayers black cosplayers disabled cosplayers plus size cosplayers not the same five you know you know poc cosplayers that you see on these big huge cosplay pages on instagram or facebook you know like it, it isn't enough um i really think that especially cosplayers with bigger clout that aren't poc they they need to you know um kind of you know do their their research not just on 28 days of black cosplay and start promoting you know us if they if they you know say that cosplay is for everyone and if they stand by that mantra because in my opinion i feel like if that is it like if if you believe that cosplay is for everyone and you're not doing that then that statement is invalid in your opinion obviously you don't care and obviously cosplay isn't for anyone it's only for people it's only for everyone when it's convenient and that's awful um so yeah i don't know i don't think it's enough um, I I use her name a lot as a reference and an example, and I have no beef with the girl. But like Jessica Negri, within light of what's been happening this week in the last two weeks, Jessica Negri started sharing black cosplayers, and they're not just cosplayers with clout. They have like they're not up there on like your numbers or you know your you know your peers' numbers, but they have like two and three thousand uh, likes and views. And you know she she did one today, and then she did one yesterday on her story. And I, I guess it looks like she's trying to do one each day. But do you feel like in a week or two, when this dies down, they're just gonna say fuck it and go back to their regularly scheduled programming? They might, but again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know Jessica Negri like that. Uh, I just use her as an example. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it would it would suck if she did. <laughs> I hope not, but maybe I, I like it would really because she's like basically the poster girl of cosplay, her and Yaya Han. So um, how do you and, and not to interject, how do you feel? So Yaya Han. OK, so I'm from Atlanta. Me and Yaya Han are both from Atlanta. Um, uh-huh. me, we didn't grow up together, but we're from the same city. All right. So mm-hmm. and there's a lot of there's a lot of black people in Atlanta. Um Technically, and, and if we're getting real technical here, technically, Asians are POCs. Sometimes they don't always want to admit that, but Asians are POCs. How do you feel when somebody like Yaya Han, when we get hit, and somebody like Yaya Han or another Asian, you know, uh, cosplayer or the 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 Latin cosplayers, not the Afro Latins, but the uh, Latin cosplayers? How do you yes. feel when they don't? Oh yes. <laughs> yeah, when they don't say anything, and you're just they like, really, really, that white privilege—not even that white privilege. Like, what's it called? White passing. That's what it's called. White passing. So, yeah, hell yeah, I throw shade. It's just like, um, that's fucked up. Like, you know, like you're only and it's always been something in the back of my mind something that i really hate and it even happens sometimes uh in the black community as well as much as you know i hate to admit it but like it's this whole concept of you know you being quote unquote white passing therefore you know unless you want to be seen as what you really are which is a poc you got to keep that shit on the dl and just keep going with what the white people want you to do which is fucked up like i hate that shit but how do i feel I feel some type of way and I think it's awful. And, um, I think that, you know, 
they too need to step up and they too need to start sharing um, people of color as well. I think we all should just be communally sharing each other, honestly, you know, but I feel like as of right now, because there is a significant lack of black cosplayers in the community, I feel like it's everybody's responsibility who, again, go by the mantra, cosplay is for everyone, to start sharing different types of cosplayers. And working Um, with those POC cosplayers as well. And working, yes, I totally agree. Working with those POC cosplayers as well. I think that that's really important too. And I, I don't think people should undermine that you know um especially i feel like especially asian cosplayers because like i mean you can't correct me if i'm wrong but like cosplay like asian culture has like a big influence on cosplay and whatever and and anime and everything absolutely i i i feel like like you know they have like you know full responsibility of it like come on share us but you know (sighs) unfortunately I, i feel like everybody's kind of in it for themselves and in it for like their own grind and like what can I do to help myself out? And it's just like, come on, dude, like we're all trying to have fun. Help us all out, you know? I'm gonna take a radical dip in the pool in the shower. I'm gonna oh. t- I'm gonna take a radical, you know, deep into the uh, and jump into the deep waters of the pool here. And I'm gonna be one hundred. You know, growing up in the South, you learn a lot about Southern culture, right? It's all about slavery. <laughs> and so oh. like growing, like my thing my, 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 my thing is this, and a lot of people will agree and maybe some will disagree, but I feel like if you've ever been enslaved in any kind of way, shape, or form in America, you're considered a POC. So you had black slaves, you had Native American slaves, the Chinese were enslaved and forced to work on the railroad, you had yeah. Japanese in concentration camps, Jews were persecuted, I've, and I'm black and Jewish, so I know all of that history, I know oh. the history on both ends. Um, yeah. And so it's like, I feel like when it comes down to, um, when it comes down to the term POC, and when it comes down to who it affects, just because you have white passing doesn't give you yeah. the right to pass over yeah. your fellow POC brother and sisters. Because, and I use her for instance, not for shade, Yaya Han is Chinese, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure, yeah, she's Chinese. She's yeah. still a POC, even though she look, even though her and Jessica Negri have somewhat of the same skin complexion. Yaya Han is still a POC, and yeah, when and when and when things happen in the POC community, Yaya Han, other Asian cosplayers, they should feel just as affected because guess what? There's nothing stopping people from turning it, turning on them. Because I'm pretty sure Yaya Han has tried to cosplay something and somebody said, you can't do that because you're Asian. Yeah. And so yeah. with that being said, you know, you just white passing and there's light-skinned black people. You're absolutely right. Who can pass, yeah, yeah, who can pass yeah. well enough to just flip their hair at it and be like, that ain't me. No, that is you, motherfucker. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Because it's us. Like you can't, you can't, you can't take black dick and then be like, I'm just not, I'm not dark enough for this. Like, no, what is that? Like, because then you, you know, your mom, your dad, you know, like if they ever knew, looking at you, like, really, really, yeah, like, I I totally, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. You know, I, I, I think that's like the biggest issue is that, um. Everybody is like, again, 
somewhat in it for themselves. I think one of the biggest issues with cosplay now is that it's a huge ass popularity contest. And with that being said, um, it, it gets really hard for like, you know, Asian cosplayers and Latina, Latino cosplayers, you know, maybe don't feel like they should work with POCs because, you know, we're not, we're not that popular yet. If that makes any sense, like the same five black cosplayers are probably all they know about. And like, they, they won't go out of their way to explore other POCs. And I think another reason for that is because it doesn't really, they can't relate. Like it doesn't really affect them. Like, like you said, I think you said this, as soon as it starts affecting them, then that's when it, they'll start sharing it. You know, that's yeah. when they'll have a problem. But if you can't, if you literally can't relate to, you know, a person outside of your known group, then, um, you like, you're not going to feel as compelled to, um, fight for them, which but, is really, really fucked up, but, but, but it is, it is what it is. But you know what like, the problem is, too? The top black cosplayers, and it's, this is no fault of theirs, I'm not shading them, I love them. I love them, they they brought me to cosplay, Cutie Pie Sensei is literally the Beyonce of the blurred cosplay community, I swear to God. But, <laughs> Cutie Pie Sensei, K-Bear, um, like the top five, we'll say, we'll say the top five, Right, the ones with a hundred k or more followers, like instantaneous, you drop their name and people worship them. They're not dark skinned. Uh, I mean, K Bear is. Uh, well, okay. Uh, like, I are like the same complexion. <laughs> like, yeah, like, but the K. Well, okay, K Bear has really amazing lighting. <laughs> I'll tell you that because yeah. the way and I'm not this is not a diss swear to like this is not a diss it's I, just, I feel you like the way K-Bear takes her shots she looks lighter you're right she's not she's not dark she's not light but she's not dark do you, you see what I'm saying and I feel like yeah yeah I see I see exactly what yeah. you're saying and I feel like that gives them it like you know not on purpose but I feel like it's it's yeah. you know that might be part of it as well. Like I don't see like dark cosplayers like you know like um what's his name Bishop cosplay. Like I don't see him. Yeah. I don't see um um I don't see ah, Night Mage. Um, Stardust Stardust Magoo. She's a dark skin cosplayer. Um, she is okay. Yeah, she's like yeah, she's like darker than me. I think. Yeah, I don't. You're right. I don't see that either. Um. I, you know, uh, now that I brought it to your attention, <laughs> like, honestly, I look up to all those cosplayers because the way I see it is like any like black woman doing the thing in cosplay. I mean, you know, I support, they made it. I yeah, they made it. But like, again, I, I'd like to think that's, that's because, you know, they're, you know, their um cosplaying and their um content is based off of uh and like their popularity is based off of what the people like, right? Yeah. Am, am I right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. So like with that being said, I what I've seen growing up is that the media, you know, plays favorites over, you know, black women 
and black men that are of lighter complexion. And that's just how it's, how it has been for a while. And I feel like, I hope I don't get attacked for saying this, but I feel like as of recently, <laughs> as of recently kind of like brushed past that. Like when we think of like the number one black female icon in the music industry, who do we think about? Beyonce. There you go. And Beyonce is, Light skin. Light now, skin. I promise you, <laughs> and if Beyonce was like my complexion or darker, if she was, you know, what's that model's name? The one that married David Bowie? Amani. Uh, if she was Amani's complexion, like, I'm pretty sure people would be like, oh my God, Beyonce. Like, no, no, I promise you. Because, because <laughs> my, you know, my, my, you know, my future, my future baby mama. Amara de, uh, Amara de, uh, Amara Amara de La, Negra. La Negra. No, she's my future baby mama too. I love that. Yo, shit. wife, wife, but she got so much hate coming out because she was she had an afro. Oh my, her complexion is god. Oh my god, her complexion is gorgeous. Yeah. Like yeah. with the afro, and she's speaking full on Spanish, and people are like, what the fuck is this? And then when they yeah, started yeah. dissing her. Charlamagne yeah. the God. I was yeah, like, I was shut the fuck up. And I <laughs> love look, Charlemagne is the reason why the blurred view exists. Like, but exactly. when he, yeah. when she, when he dissed my baby mom, I was yeah. deep, deep in my field. Because like, the thing is like, people rallied behind her, but only because she was getting treated like shit. However, like, a lot of people rallied behind her only because she was getting treated like shit. And, you know, and that, and that in itself is a good thing, but that can also be a bad thing. And going back to what I said about Cutie Pie Sensei and K-Bear and all them, this is not to discredit their art because they are artists. They oh, do good very, art. Very yes, they're very talented. They're very creative. They're very innovative. They're, like, Cutie Pie Sensei did Sailor Gundam. Like, that was the greatest thing. That, that's literally what brought me to cosplay was her yeah. Sailor Gundam. Like, that was life. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, they're very innovative. They're very creative. You know, I'm not taking away from their art at all whatsoever, so I hope somebody doesn't go back and say, Cutie Pie Sensei, don't fuck with the blurb you because he just trashed you. No. Like, not at all. No, no, she's she's great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but in in none of the top, like, this is not to diss any of the top five. They're all amazing. It's just the fact that, you know, you know, some people, you know, in in some circles, it's because they're not dark skin. Some circles will give them a pass for that because that that's not white passing, but it's still passable. And so some circles will accept them simply because. They're not dark skin. And growing up in the yeah. South, and to, and, and, to, and to really bring my point home with that, growing up in the South, I'm not really dark, but I'm not light either. Like, I'm a dark caramel or whatever. I don't know what to call this, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, me and you... I, the, I'm, I think I'm the same, too. Yeah, you me know? and you are the same complexion. <laughs> but, like, growing up in the South, you know, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, okay? Growing up in the South, white people were more in non-P, non-POCs they were more accepting of people who were lighter skinned than me because they didn't see me as they, I wasn't worthy. I was darker. I had to be more ignorant. I had to be more unintelligent. I got more death threats. I got more racist comments because I was a little bit darker. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. And so seeing, seeing, you know, cutie pie sensei, K bear, she just, I don't know. K bear has amazing lighting. Like, you know, um, the cosplayer you named is just, Seeing them, you know, tr- you know, Charlie Rocket, and like I said, there's no disrespect to these people at all. I love these people, but it's just in certain circles, some people can say, "Well, they are they're lighter," 
it's like it's like the house slave versus field slave, you know, where you know they're lighter skin, so they're more accepted. They're more accepted versus yeah, the darker I mean, skin. Do you know Fiona Nova? Because she was like ranting about that on Twitter right when the black cosplayer here hashtag was becoming a thing. She was like seriously ranting about it, and she's like a fair complected woman herself, and she was basically saying that like. You know, I'm sick and tired of seeing these white and Asian cosplayers like, you know, not come to our aid and not support us. And I'm sick and tired of these people, you know, sharing the same five cosplayers that are pretty well known and um, not giving other darker skin cosplayers a chance. But lighter skin cosplayers like, you know, you're not all inclusive if you are just sharing, you know, lighter skin cosplayers, Thank even you, if they Fiona. are like, you know, the most popular trending thing now. Yeah. But like, here's the thing. Um, again, I feel like that mindset is a subconscious viewpoint that we have um, that's been derived from us ever since like, you know, <laughs> slavery, like with the house slave and the field slave. And then even in today's era, where like again, the most influential black female in music is Beyonce, who is a light-skinned woman. And I do stand by that if and then like remember the Triforce? Remember, remember Rihanna, Beyonce, and Nicki Minaj? Do you remember that? Yeah. Like we're like, oh, they're such badasses. They were all very fair complected women. Like Seriously, but Rihanna. Like, but the thing is, not to, not to interrupt you, but Rihanna, and then um, I'll even go as far as to say Amara de la Negra. They're exotic looking too. That's the is, difference. They're see, exotic and that's looking. and that's another thing as well. People, I feel like people eat up that exotic shit. <laughs> they eat that shit up and they love it. And then, like you know, anybody who doesn't look like remotely quote unquote exotic, they're kind of like looked down upon and that's why i feel like again like no one really you're right nobody really does give darker skin cosplayers a chance and um i think it's because you know bigger cosplayers and big cosplay pages which i would also like to rant about (laughs) do share the same you know five few cosplayers and lighter skinned uh black cosplayers um because you know they are black they 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 hit the the status quo like they're just passing they're just black enough but um they also aren't too black and again i feel like that's a reflection on how like americans and how society views darker skinned people as a whole because whitewashing has been a thing for ages and um Colorism has been a thing for ages. Uh, again, I feel like America is only recently giving darker skinned females a chance, like Janelle Monet and SZA and uh, Amara La Negra. But prior to that, I feel like no one would, like you compare Beyonce to Kelly Rowland, like, uh, you know, like no one would have given Beyonce a chance if she was Kelly Rowland's complexion. That's just how I feel. Because, you know, that's just how that's just how America is. And I think when you see those cosplay pages and you see other cosplayers sharing those few cosplayers who are of lighter skin color, I think that's just a reflection on how um, society subconsciously views colorism. And it sucks and we need to change it. But it's true. And that's just how I feel. 
And you know what? And and to shift gears slightly, you do lose. So yeah, it, it's well known that you do lose. Do you feel like because it's it's still an art sexual sexualization of oneself and of others, if done properly, is an art. Yeah. Do you of course. do you feel like? Oh yeah, I'm all. Trust me, sweetheart. I'm I'm about that life. <laughs> Matter of fact, me and a couple other cosplay male cosplayers are gonna do like a black male lewd page, and as as you should, because there needs to be more yeah. of that. There really does. Because <laughs> I'm out, your girl is out here looking like the thirst is real, and I'm trying to find it. And I think there's only like one cosplayer I know who's um, a POC, and his name is Guru Ryan, and that's it. And that's the only one I know that's like, you know, a black man doing lewd cosplay. No, nah, we, we we got you. Don't worry. <laughs> we we going to quench your thirst. But uh, <laughs> but do, but <laughs> going back to that, um, lewd is an art. Do you feel like, uh, and going back, to, going back to that exotic thing, do you feel like it's easier to get lewds if you, it, like to get clout from lewds if you look more exotic? Like, do you feel like it's it's? Do you feel like it's easier? Do you feel like it's easier for you to get lewds as a black female lewd cosplayer, or do you feel like the exotic look is more what's in right now in the community, and you have to work twice as hard? Oh, okay. All right. Let me let me think this question through. I don't want to say something stupid. I'm gonna just tell you straight up, like in all honesty, like I don't think like yeah, it's easier to do lewds. But I feel like for, again, for black women, it's going to be 10 times harder. So like when I went into doing lewds, I knew that. I knew that like, you know, it was going to be hard regardless. Like it was something I genuinely like sat down and I was like looking at all of these other women who were doing cosplay lewds. And I was like, wow, I really want to do that. You know, I, I want to be able to express how confident I am in my body now because I've been insecure about it, like basically my whole life. And so I was like, yeah, I'm interested in doing lutes. I want to do it. But never had I gone into doing lutes thinking I'm going to get a lot of, I'm going to get 10 times more clout from that. As a matter of fact, when I do get clout, more clout from my lewds than my actual cosplays, I feel like shit because I'm like, I'm actually, I want you guys to look at my cosplays and the things that I worked really, really hard on. I don't want you to look at me in this green micro bikini. Like, yeah, I, you know, it's a lot going on there and you like what you see, but I want you to see like this Katarina cosplay I worked on. I want you to see, you know, like this Red Sonia cosplay that I worked on. I don't want you to see like, you know, this green bikini that I just threw on in three minutes. You know what I mean? So like, I feel like for no matter what any black woman or black man does, whether it be lewd cosplay or like legitimate cosplay, I feel like you still have to just try 10 times as hard. It's, it's just as hard. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but why do you feel, but why do you feel like you have to work twice as hard as a black woman? Uh, because honestly, nerd culture isn't open to us. I'm like, that's just the truth. Like we have a very strong standing in nerd culture but, and, you know, we, you know, address, we, we assert our dominance and we're there, you know, I know so many, you know, black African-Americans and black people, POCs who watch anime and play video games and read manga and comic books. So we're there, but we're not represented. And that's like the, the truth in nerd culture. We're not. The people that are represented the most are the people who 
the the white guys, the straight white males. Like honestly, like that's the reality of it. The straight white males are the ones that are like being represented in the in nerd culture in general. And since cosplay is a you know um, a you know form of nerd culture and it's a part of it, uh, you know everything that I feel like everything for a while that came from nerd culture uh catered specifically to them you know uh and with that being said straight white males what are they going to be attracted to white females busty white females <laughs> busty white females or busty looking white females yeah, busty white or white. asian females pale skin girls like I, you know, there are, they are out, out there, but I don't feel like there's a lot of them that are genuinely interested in, you know, um, black women or, you know, darker skinned women. And that's just the reality of it, you know? And it's always been, it's always been seen in America and in other societies and countries as, you know, unattractive and uncute or, you know, fuckable, just fuckable. So with that being said, um, uh, I feel like it's so much harder for me to do lewds or any black woman to do lewds, especially in cosplay, or any black woman to do cosplay in general, or a black man to do cosplay. Um, because again, nerd the nerd community is it's slowly getting there, but I don't, it's like a boys' club. They don't want to welcome us in. Like they keep on like, you know snatching at whatever they can to be like no this is mine like do you remember the time do you remember the time when in spider-man homecoming they announced that zendaya was going to be mary jane oh and yeah all of these white people were like freaking no, out you can't do that like, yeah like freaking they, they out literally like they get their feathers ruffled and they're like well why would you do that i don't understand that's convenience that's progressive and it's like dude chill the fuck out spider-man's still gonna be white but in all <laughs> honesty like, in my opinion, Mary Jane is just there, okay? She's not even, like, one of the, like, come, can we have this, please? Yeah. One of my friends described it as, like, especially when it comes to, like, white people, when they're, they're used to having privilege. They always have been used to having privilege because they live in America. America is literally built for them to have, um, you know, this sort of type of, you know, like, this is mine, and I, I, this is for me, you know, because America is built for that, that, you know, for them. And so, uh, when, until, like, recently, in the last couple of years, when people have started speaking out on it and being like, well, you have white privilege, and this isn't good, and you need to address your white privilege, and you need to understand that this isn't about you, and everything isn't about you, even if they haven't, even if white people haven't admitted, or white men haven't admitted, like, oh, it's all about me, like, subconsciously, they believe it's about them. Because, yeah. again, society has brainwashed them into thinking, like, that's, like, it's for them, and it's only for them. And it's a, um, it, it's limited to them only so as soon as someone addresses that <clears throat> or as soon as somebody you know pops their bubble of their like white privilege and you know shifts the gears a little bit such as um introducing more diverse people in society or um 
as far as nerd culture goes, you know, changing characters from, you know, being predominantly Caucasian to, you know, black or POC characters, their bubble gets popped. And um, it's almost as if like a rat, like you took away their rattle and they're like really upset and, you know, they want it back. Like you took something back that they felt like they deserved. And it's like, no, you don't deserve this. It's not all about you. <laughs> like make space for everybody else. White, like white people, believe it or not, you're not the only race here, even though you're represented on television, like 20 that like all the time. Let's be real. You live in a world and in a country where it's so fucking diverse that you need to wake the fuck up and understand that we need to represent this country for what it is and not what you want it to be. Definitely. So again, when nerd culture isn't, since nerd culture, you know, derived from, you know, straight white males or white males in general, they feel as if they, they like, as soon as like you reboot a character or you make them a different skin tone or a different skin color and, um, you know, they they look different or they're a little bit darker. They feel some type of way. And again, like their their feathers are a little bit ruffled and they're like, well, that's not okay. That's not fair. Why are you doing that? I don't I don't understand. And it's just like, dude, you have all of these other Caucasian, lighter skinned superheroes characters to look at. Okay? Calm the fuck down. All right? Like chill out and just like let us have this like it's hard it's kind of hard for them to let people who don't look like them have that because they don't look like those people so it's harder for them to relate but what they have to understand is that we've been on that we've been on that short end of the stick the, our whole entire life poc people have done that all the time like we've seen things in society where we can't really relate but you know we just kind of go along with it so going back to lose going back to lose um yeah let's go back to <laughs> do you feel like do you feel like so you're not a sex worker despite what people may think you're not a sex worker however you are fetishized do you feel like you know this you say you have to work twice as hard as a black woman to get clout for your lewds you knew that going in but do you feel like maybe because you're black because you're a black woman and being a black woman comes with the curves and the thickness. And, you know, do you feel like the stereotypes facilitate a level of, you know, a, a level of you being fetishized by your, by your audience? Um, to an extent, but I feel like, and this is just coming from like me, uh, you can disagree with me if you want, but I feel like any thicker woman is going to be fetishized regardless and this is like, compared and this is compared and this is compared to your non-poc counterparts yes like as a matter of fact i dare to say that my non-poc counterparts that are thick just as thick as me or um thicker get can get fetishized even more and the reason why i say that is because like everybody i feel like everybody likes the thicker the thicker body type especially guys everybody likes that and they want that there's more to hold on to but i don't think people really like the the skin tone that comes with it so i feel like any like white or non poc looking individual who has curves I feel like they can be like, we're just as fetishized. Don't get me wrong, but it's more of like degrading. Whereas P 
people who are lighter skinned or white or, you know, pale complexioned, they get fetishized too, but it's more like, you know, wow, she's a goddess. Wow. She's gorgeous. You know, whereas we're more like, wow, she's so thick. I really want to fuck the shit out of her. Like that's, that's how I feel. So do you, Um, so, so do you feel like because you're a black woman that, you know, men, um, I would venture to say mostly uh, non-POC men, but men in general, they feel like you're more of an object because you're a black woman versus, say, um, somebody else who does lewds, like Siren Ray, who is white and thick. You think she's more appreciated for her lewds and you're more, um, um, you're more, you know, materialized for them? I don't even know who Siren Ray is. So, wow. Okay. I'll look her up. Um, <laughs> Friend I of mine. The same yeah. level, honestly. Like, I, I, feel, I feel like I'm appreciated. Like, I'm not really... Like, I, I feel like in general, black women, like, you know, will get fetishized on a, a more, like, degrading standpoint than, like, our white counterparts. But, like, I feel like um, I'm never... Like, I, I never have gotten, like, this interaction, like, man, I want to fuck the shit out of her, like, whereas, like, the white ones, like, they'll be like, wow, she's a goddess and she's gorgeous. I think one time, somebody on my Facebook page compared me to fried chicken and watermelon, and what? I was like, whoa, and this was coming what? from, like, a Latin guy. Yeah, he said it in Spanish. What and is I, that I went mean? on Google Translate, and I looked it up. And <laughs> he basically compared me to fried chicken and watermelon. Um, and I was like, man, like, I think I sent him the meme of the black guy with the question marks. And I was like, dude, like, <laughs> like calm down. Like, <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? What I don't that? know. Like, how? How do you equate that to thickness? What? So, I've been fetishized. It's like, I've been fetishized like that, like, I want to say once, so far. Like, it could get worse going on. I I hope not. If it does, you know, that'll suck. But, <laughs> again, like, I feel like in general, um, the way Black women are fetishized are, is a lot different than, like, other races. So when you look at a thick Black woman, you know, I feel like people look at her initially to be like, I want to bang the shit out of her before they're like, wow, she's a beautiful, like gorgeous queen with all these thick and luscious curves. But why do you think uh, they think that though? Like, why do you feel like they see, why does, why do you, why, why do you think they see you particularly as a sex doll versus, you know, like why, did, why, why are you fuckable, but not wifeable? You know what I mean? Like, why is that? You know, it might be because I'm darker. <laughs> But like, do they, do you think they see you as like? Do you think? I mean, but do you think it's like more of a, like an exotic sex toy type of thing, or is it? You know what I mean? Like what? Because and, and you know what? And this is why I ask because I'm not gonna lie. I'm a man. I watch porn. <laughs> you know, we'll just we all do. We all do. Like, so it's just like... so so when I go on when I go on Pornhub, when I go on X videos, when I go on X X X and X, you know what I mean? Every team gets yeah. cream <laughs> Big white cop. Yeah, like, I know, like I know. it's exactly. yeah, exactly. You know exactly where I'm going. You know, like they're like, you know, like you know, Ebony takes big white cock, and you're like, but and it's like eight pages of that, and it's like, why? Yeah, I didn't <laughs> know that was such a thing until yeah, like, like I discovered 
like it's hub. it's hard to find yeah it's hard to find it's hard to find good porn when like and I'm not saying like I'm not trying to discredit my white male counterparts but I mean I like to see black on black but I can't find it because I'm scrolling through white are you serious bro just go on Tumblr oh Tumblr <laughs> hell yes found found the treasure chest no but like <laughs> no but like, it's just and you know like you know like i i've noticed that black women are fetish they, they, they're 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 fetish objects for for white men and that's not is i'm not gonna i'm not even gonna argue with my counterparts no it's not all white men you know what not i mean all white men, no but, i think but it's like because it's like it's it's black women like you know, on Pornhub, and then they the Asian women, and then the Latin women, and then like they just fetishize everybody. If you're small, I feel like I feel like not just white guys, but I'm gonna say some guys in general, not all guys, but I just feel like it's just inevitable, and that's what happens. And even even if you're like, even if you don't do lewds, or even if you are just you know, like very conservative in your cosplays you're still going to get fetishized. I feel like that's just how people can be. Um, so like, like I, like I said, I've never seen like, like the, the white guy, black girl thing that you were talking about. Uh, but that's interesting. Um, but like I said, I feel like no matter, and that's how I, that's how I view like me doing my lewds. Even if I had all my clothes on, I'd probably still be fetishized one, one way, shape or form. Um, you know, if I had all my clothes off, I'd still be fetishized. Like you're, I feel like you're always going to be fetishized regardless. So, you know what, if I'm, if I'm going to be fetishized, I'd rather not give those people the power to fetishize me the way they want to. And, um, you know, do lewds, on my own accord, um, when I want to. And I always go in with the mindset that if I don't like it anymore, I'm going to stop doing it. I'm just going to stop doing it because I'm not comfortable with it. But as of right now, and as of lately, I enjoy doing loots. Like I wholeheartedly enjoy doing it. I love it. I feel like it's empowering. Um, I'm an avid supporter for anybody else who does loots. Um, and I think that's perfectly okay. And again, I'm going to say it again. Like, I feel like no matter what I like no matter what skin tone you are especially as a woman you are more prone to being fetishized just because I, I, I just feel like that's just because that's how men are uh sorry if I stepped on some toes but ah uh, it is what it is I'm pretty sure we both <laughs> did <laughs> So, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I like. I'm more concerned because I don't want my interview to like upset folks. But like, you, you know, at the end of the day, everybody's <laughs> gonna have their opinion on something, and there's no, yeah. there's no yeah. getting, there's no getting around it. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure I've taken a couple of L's somewhere with some yeah. of these interviews. So, nah, don't worry about it. But um, to wrap this up, where are we gonna be able to see you next? What's your next? What's your? Where, where's your? What's your next convention? Uh, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna try and go to Dragon Con, so uh, be on the lookout for that. One of my biggest dreams is to kind of go to KatsuCon or go to the West Coast and go to Anime Expo or one of like the big conventions over there. Um, but right now I'm gonna stay East Coast until I get settled and get a job. And <laughs> but right now I'm just kind of 
I'm going to do Dragon Con. I'm going to do local convention. So Dragon Con, hopefully AWA this year, um, MomoCon. And if there are other conventions that I'll be able to uh, afford to go to, then I'll go to those as well. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great to have you on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming through. Uh, it was really, it was really, it was really interesting. It was really interesting. Okay. Um, well, you know. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, maybe we can get you back on next another time as well. It was fun. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I I've been told I have a lot of opinions, so yeah. and I rant a lot. So it is what it is. <laughs> but all right, everybody. This is Jonathan D'Angelo, aka Johnny D, and Art Hard Cosplay, and we are signing off. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>